This is Issues 2023. I'm Steve McIntosh, and our guest is Sedgwick County Manager Tom Stoles. Hey, welcome to Issues 2023 again, Tom. Thank you, Steve. Good to be here. In August, the county commission approved its budget for the coming year. Uh, what's your spending, Peg, and how does it compare to years past? Um, our total budget for this year, and, and you keep in mind with a county government budget, there are many facets to it. There is a, a general fund budget, which is you know your property taxes coming into county system. Uh, and then there is a healthy dose of grant or pass-through money from the state of Kansas. Um, and then there's also a separate county fire budget. So there's three moving pieces to this, but the total of all of those is 546 million two hundred thousand and nine dollars between all three of those entities uh, which is comparative to last year um, we've been you know basically above a half a billion dollars now for the last three years um, er everyone knows this year the valuations went up on property so the property tax increase uh, there's more money being generated from property tax but this budget lines up pretty closely to the previous three years uh, regarding um, total amounts. You know, and you point out something interesting there because it, a lot of that money that's that you, that's in your spending part, you don't have much control of any, right? That's correct. A lot of it, over half of the county budget is passed through from state of Kansas. Uh, count, county government is a conduit, uh, you know, boots on the ground for state s systems. Uh, and I'll use, um, you know, the health department, for example. There's a Kansas Department of Health Environment. Our health department is a conduit of that, and a lot of the funding that comes into our local health department comes from the, the state. It is prescriptive, uh, and that's how we, and we're confined on how we have to spend that money. The, the commission at the end of the day has discretion over general fund dollars coming in, uh, which is, you know, about a little less than half of that total amount that I just gave out. Uh, and that's where uh, they have discretion through the budget process to try to spend money wisely. Now, let's point out again, though, that uh, although folks may have seen their property tax bill go up, the levy uh, is, has not gone up, correct? We actually, the commission this year actually voted, uh, we went from 29 point uh, and some fractions of a mill down to 29 flat. They actually reduced the mill levy amount in the county. Um, and a, a few cities across the, the county did that. Um, but that was the commission's reach out to try to, you know, uh, give some of that money back to taxpayer on the valuation increases so that they and they always look for opportunities to do that. Beyond uh, beyond a property tax, what uh, other sources of revenue does the county have, Tom? Uh, there's we get some sales tax a percentage of a one cent sales tax, but that money is earmarked half for uh, public works projects, roads and bridges, and the other half is to reduce the, the the mill levy that goes into general fund. So there's a component of sales tax. The county, like a lot of governments, has revenue generating operations within it, such as EMS and Comcare. There are charges. The clients who pay for who employ those services, pay a percentage of those services. So there's revenue income coming into the county. So it's a little bit of everything. There's grant, there's sales tax, there's property tax, there's revenue from clients that we're providing services for. So all, all of those dollars go in to make up 
what becomes the county budget. How is uh, Sedgwick County government involved in bringing that new state mental health facility online? That's an interesting partnership that we um, started with the state of Kansas, and I'll tell you how we got involved in that. For, for years and years, Steve, for as long, even when I go back to my career in law enforcement, we've had a need of a state facility, a psychiatric facility here in the, at least this region of the state, because the other two state-run facilities are two and three hours down the road for uh, law enforcement of Sedgwick County to access. So we have been asking for a generation for some type of component here in Sedgwick County. And finally, um, within the last couple of years, this has become reality. It's going to happen now, finally. And, and it started with the, the, the state spark money, which was available. The county put in, uh, applied for that state spark money for this purpose, for this state psychiatric hospital. Um, and, and from that application has developed a really good partnership with the state of Kansas and Sedgwick County to the county will take on the role of building this, uh, facilitating the logistics of building this, but at the end of it, it will be a state-run facility. So um, the, the governor appointed an executive board um, to oversight this. Uh, we had our very first meeting yesterday, um, and now and now the the work begins. Uh, we're going to be looking for land, or um, you know, an existing facility that would meet the needs of a 50 to 100 bed site facility uh, somewhere in the county or in the region. Could be could even be out of the county. Could be in. Uh, a, a neighboring county, but somewhere probably in Sedgwick County or in this region will have a state psych hospital. But it's a really good. We, we're getting such good cooperation from the state uh, on this particular um, uh, endeavor. And a lot of our local legislative body has been involved in that uh, and has assisted greatly. It's going to be a, a very good and much needed asset for the community. You know, and this is a facility that I'm sure we'll have an immediate impact, and you'll feel it in law enforcement, in uh, in uh, uh, in the jail, and places like that. Yeah. But the general yeah. public, will we notice much difference? Do you do you think, Tom? Uh, you know, I don't think so, Steve. It really is geared. It's geared for um, you know the criminal justice system. We have so many clients in our jail who have uh, psychiatric issues and or substance abuse, you know, or combination thereof. Uh, and this allows, so when they come into that facility, they cannot go through a criminal justice system until they get some type of medical analysis or um, review, and then some type of treatment also concurrently with this criminal justice aspect. So mm -hmm. the sheriff has people in his jail who have been waiting over a year for this type of service. So they're locked in this situation where they can't progress in a justice system until their behavioral health needs are met. This facility will free that up, so it will help the sheriff, the jail population. It will help the court system move more quickly with defendants. And at the end of the day, here's the most important part: it's it's what's right for people uh, to have people set and languish, and they are they and they've clearly got issues. They clearly have psychiatric or behavioral health issues, and to let them make them languish in a jail for weeks and months, and in some cases over a year is just not right by people. So that's the goal here. But the general public, I mean, unless they're paying attention 
to the jail crowding situation or the the injustice that some people have to feel when they go through this process, they're they're not going to feel the bump. Beyond beyond the the, uh, the aspect of mental uh, uh, people with mental problems and so forth, what challenges faces Hedgewick County Jail? Besides mental health, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I'll tell you, it's just, and you know, the, the the sheriff does a good job of keeping that population at a manageable level, and and our jail was built. Um, it's getting old now. That's another thing. I think people think that the jail is new. It's, it's over twenty years old. Um, jails being built today are different. They're state of the art. There's a lot more technology in jails today, and the sheriff is doing the best he can with what is becoming a rapidly old facility without the kinds of technology uh and and so we're and the county's spending a lot of money on that jail we're putting in a you know a, a multi-million dollar camera system into it so that uh the sheriff can efficiently run it and, and use minimal staff that's uh, when you ask about his challenges i think his work staff is still the biggest challenge he still has 70 detention jobs open today um and then i think and he'll tell you this himself but the kinds of crimes that people are committing and the kinds of inmates he is housing today compared to 20 years ago, vastly different. Uh, the jail is full of violent offenders today. Um, gone are the days of the shoplifters or the minor warrants being held over. This is These are individuals that have committed serious offenses. They're waiting for their, their day in justice, uh, and that's making up his population. And that in and of itself gives him challenges. Is the overall the employment situation improving at the county? Uh, it's better. We, it still was our number one challenge as we talked about our 2024 budget. Um, yeah, we've seen things improve slightly in the jail. We've seen uh, improvements in, in calm care or our mental health provider, um, some improvements in corrections. So we're moving north, but we still have challenges. I'll just switch uh, switch gears a little bit and uh, ask, ask you about uh, tag offices for for our vehicles. How many okay. how many vehicle tag offices do we uh, do we have in the county? How many do they operate? Uh, our county treasurer operates two um, uh, brick and mortar facilities. Currently, one on East Kellogg and one at Douglas and um, Meridian. She's running some satellite um, experiments in. Um, Park City, and I think she's starting one up in in Derby. Uh, Brandy Bailey is our treasurer, and she's um, she's done a very good job. She's innovative in her thoughts and is not scared of doing business a little bit differently. So um, she would she's would be good to talk to uh, from someone like yourself uh, and and tell you about her plans. But she she's currently running two main facilities, but running two um, ancillary facilities as as beta tests to see what it would be like to get out into the community. Do you have any idea how many people they, they would serve in a typical day through the tag offices? It's a lot. And they have the, <laughs> you know, it's, they have an NQ system now where you can try to get on and get an appointment set, and it works pretty well. But they're, they're wall-to-wall from start of day to end of day. They're seeing as many people as they can. There's very little downtime uh, in any of these uh, tag facilities, the main two or uh, the, the two ancillary facilities. But um, it, it is, and part of her challenge also is, like the rest of the world, is she's got staffing issues and she's trying to keep her chairs full. Uh, it, it's very challenging for her, but they do a really nice job. 
You're listening to Issues 2023 on the Odyssey radio stations, and our guest is Sedgwick County Manager Tom Stoles. Uh, any progress in finding a new home for the county administrative offices, Tom? Well, that's, you know, that's on our list of things to do, Steve. We, we've got so many things happening right now. Uh, and I'd like to circle back to behavioral health at some point if we have time today. But there, there is a, we are very close to a solution uh, on behavioral health system discussion. So that's highest probably on the list. But the, the, the admin building is up there. The commission will be discussing this publicly uh, within a month. We'll have a staff meeting in November uh, right now, there's there's three options on the table that uh, the commission wanted further analysis on. Uh, one was um, uh, we have contract on the Murfin building there at uh, Second and Water, which is uh, just south of the Epic Center Tower. Um, we're do- giving due diligence to that building. Uh, the second option is a new build in the area of Third Main, right north of the Epic Center, right south of City Hall. Um, and look for a uh, an admin new structure there. And then the third option is to remain where we're at and just look for a longer-term lease from the building that we are currently in. This building is working out very well. Uh, people like it. We hear good comments from citizens coming in. Uh, so that would be the third option. And at the end of the day, those three analysis uh, will be given to the commission in a staff meeting in November. And then uh, if there's um, synergy amongst the commission, we'll bring that to a vote shortly thereafter, and we, we make a move forward. So ho- hopefully it's coming to an end, and we'll have some type of answer. What's being done to uh, prepare for the new Integra Semiconductor Manufacturing Facility? Um, you know, Brett Robinson, who is the, the CEO of Integra, was at the um, – he was at the uh, the Economic Development Conference last week, and he gave an update. Um, you know, so far, we're, they're, they're, of course, waiting on federal dollars to come in, uh, the CHIP grant. Um, where The local governments are prepared to just take care of the infrastructure around that big of a project. That's, that's streets and, and curbs and gutters and sewers and all of the all of the infrastructure and traffic issues that that kind of complex would would uh, create in that environment so we're ready and poised it, it's we're on standby now waiting for these dollars to uh, materialize from federal government and i think that will move forward comcare deals with mental health and drug issues daily uh, uh, is comcare funded properly tom i think i think their funding model now steve is so much better than it was um, a few years ago. The state uh, gave them a special status, and they're able now to um, get a little bit more uh, Medicare, Medicaid rate coming in. So their finances today are vastly better than they were even two years ago. And and I think that's why we're seeing their staffing improve. We've increased the pay for those clinicians and those uh, people that serve that uh, community. Uh, We have a a community crisis center uh, that the commission four years ago put a, uh, a CIP plan together. We're going to build a new crisis center. Uh, we put pause on that based on what was going on with the biomed discussion downtown because we want to be part of that complex or near to that complex. Uh, so uh, the funding for that uh, facility, um, you know, when you do a capital improvement plan four years ago, with what has happened in the economy, we know that that dollar figure is going to probably have to increase. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, so the commission supported um, that that plan. So I think their funding is is adequate today. We've we've made a long term commitment in the capital plan for that, and um, as part of I, I think. I'm excited because I think for the first time ever, we're going to have a behavioral health system that works in concert with private providers, with the biomed campus, with our hospitals, uh, and with ComCare to really recognize and serve people that are struggling with behavioral health issues. And there's a lot. Uh, there we have a lot, a lot of citizens and people that you know, we work with and that are family members and they have jobs and they have families. These are not people, these are people struggling through life um, that, that need some assistance. And I feel like we're finally recognizing that. I think there's been a paradigm shift on how we're recognizing that as a, as a culture uh, and just as society. And I think we're very close now uh, to having a, a good system in place where if you need that kind of help, it's easily accessible and you can get good service. So. Has the county uh, allocated all the federal pandemic relief money that you've received or are going to receive? We are, of course, CARES is history. We've we've allocated all of that. We are winding down ARPA. Um, ARPA has to be uh, the timeline on that is uh, is twelve thirty one of twenty four. So a little bit more than a year, uh, and so we're winding uh, some of that down. Our health department um, and, and a lot of the major players that got so much of the federal relief, they, are, they have been winding down already throughout this year. Uh, and we all, we're watching COVID, of course, it's, it's not gone. It's out there and we're trying to manage through that. So it's not like it's totally disappeared from our society, but we are scaling back on uh, operations are really pretty much back to normal. Um, of course, the county and any government uh, or any business, for that matter, had lost during COVID. So there was some remedies within that grant money to uh, replace lost revenue. So we've allocated some dollars there. I, you know, it, it was it's such a challenge to manage that money, but I don't know what governments would have done without it. Um, we, it's, it really carried us through, and that's from the Trump administration and the Biden administration really helped carry governments through and without having to raise property taxes or sales taxes or draconingly shut down services, we were able to continue to maintain uh, government through that. But it is definitely winding down. We will finish it up. Uh, we have a presentation coming in November to the commission on our current spending plan status. Uh, and by this time next year, that will it will all but be over. Is there any place for for uh, wind power in Sedgwick County? Uh, probably not wind power. Uh, and I'll tell you, just at the end of the day, the problem with uh, wind power is we have so many, so much air traffic. Um, we have so many airports within uh, the the county footprint, um, and a wind turbine. As today, they are created today, and as they stand today, are, are not to be within five miles of a of an airport. And when you do the the, uh, the analytics on that, there's a very small part of Sedgwick County that can could even house one. So I, I don't think there is in wind. Um, there is an interesting discussion going on in solar where the commission has put a moratorium on commercial solar development until we can wrap our minds around any um, safety or health issues, um, economic development and growth issues, infrastructure issues with that kind of growth. 
So I, I think there's room for for solar. The commission will be making that decision within the next few months. But wind, not so much, no. You know, it's uh, I saw something the other day, and I, I, I can't for the life remember what it was, but they seemed pretty credible. And somebody was talking about the fact that you can probably create a, a, a nuclear power plant now that is, is safe and uh, has disposable waste. And, and, and they were saying that maybe nuclear is the way, to, maybe it'll make a comeback. Have you heard anything about that? No, I, you know, not at a not county level. Um, I, you know, I, I think I, I think the, the, the country is going to have to look at all options for power. Yeah. Um, so I, it wouldn't surprise me politically if, if nuclear gets back on a scale of discussion again. Um, but I, I think it, it's fairly obvious that the United States is going to have to look at all sources for power. Is the county converting to electric-powered vehicles then? Um, n- not as of yet. Uh so much of our fleet uh, is sheriff. The bulk of our sheet, uh, fleet is is sheriff and uh, public works yeah. and some smaller ancillary departments. Not yet. We don't run a transit system or bus system to, to that's a consistent user. And so much of our equipment is heavy duty. Uh, I, I think we always. I think our fleet director and our public works directors are always keeping an eye out for that. When it becomes feasible, I think you'll see the county migrate toward that. You've been Sedgwick County Manager now since uh, 2019, and yeah. you already had a career before that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. How long do you plan to keep going, Tom? Uh, you know, I, well, not forever, but, um, <laughs> you know, this is it's such an exciting time, Steve. Um, we, we have so much going economically in, in the county and so many challenges in front of us. Uh, this behavioral health system uh I, I'm just really dialed in on that. Um, the, the, the status with homeless and, and what's going on downtown, I, I find that an interesting uh, societal problem, and I just I love to be involved in those kinds of things. Uh, we have a we have grand plans for our juvenile justice complex down at Lincoln and Hydraulic um, that I'd, li- I'd like to see some of those through. Uh, but so I don't have an answer to it. A lot of it depends on what the the guy upstairs gives me as far as health and ability. Um, but, you know, we'll wind it down here in a few years. But, but you know, I'm having too much fun right now. But, you know, if, you, so. if you're involved like that and you really see that, that what you're doing personally has an impact, uh, personally and professionally has an impact on your, your community, that does, that sounds like it's an exciting time for you. Uh, it's a great. I mean, this is, uh, you know, we have, we have a really good commission right now. Um, there's just so much going on in the community. Um, that, that, and you know, it's, I, I love coming to work. I, I love our, our projects. It's, do I get frustrated? Absolutely. Do we, do we move too slowly sometimes? Absolutely. Uh, are there challenges and is it work? Yes. But at the end of the day, it's just, it's such a good time, um, to be involved in, in, in the County and in, in the region, in the state, because we have a lot going for us. So it's, it's, it's fun. At the local level, you're not, uh, your politicians are not always uh, pointing at each other saying, well, you're to blame for this, and we're not going to do anything now. So <laughs> yeah. it's nice to see them get, get along and working together like that. Hey, listen. We, we, we try to. We, we're out of time again, and I guess we'll talk again sometime soon. But thanks uh, for spending some time with us this morning, Tom. It's always good to find out what's going on with the county, and I, I, you're doing a good job keeping Keeping your finger on the pulse down there. Thanks for your time this morning. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate it very much. I guess Sedgwick County Manager Tom Stoltz, and that's all for this edition of Issues 2023.
We'll be back next week. Thank you all for listening. I'm Steve McIntosh.